Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. And I'm Sam Delaney. So what? This is making it sound like we could be on Radio 4. Is that what we're going for? <laughs> we're hoping to get spotted by Radio 4. Maybe we need to broaden our horizons. Well, the, um, the, B- the BBC is almost certainly going to be broken apart and fragmented. It's in crisis, so- and it will take like men like you and I to save it, probably. Because Times Radio, being set up by um, News UK, are poaching mm. a lot of the top BBC staff because they can offer them more money, etc., etc. Yeah, and they're just, this is what I'm it, thinking. It's, it's one of the sort of systems that is... Like, the Murdoch Empire is coming for the BBC from all different angles. So the papers are yeah. slagging it off. They've got a deal with the government and they're, they're like, who are going to take away the licensee. And at the same time, they're poaching all their best people. I Some people mm-hmm. see that and go, Oh, no, not Auntie Beep. Oh, but I shall so miss the Bake Off if they take it away and Gardner's <laughs> Question Time. Channel 4's Bake Off. Yeah, well, don't <laughs> fucking worry, right? Because we're going to fucking save it for you. we got a plan. Yeah. We're going in. We're, Me and him, we're going in. Where you people see crises, Andy and I see opportunity. Opportunity, opportunity. Exactly. And we are willing exactly. to save Radio 4 by taking over the Today programme. I mean, I think John Pienaar has already gone. Pienaar's gone. And if jump ship. if there's if there's any ready-made replacement for John Pienaar out there on the media landscape, it's me. Surely. Yeah, I think so. You've always you've always reminded me of him, and and he in turn has always <laughs> reminded me of the boss, Danger Mouse's boss. <laughs> He's like him, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would the Today programme or, or Pinar's politics or whatever it's yeah. called that he does yeah. or did he does would that Channel be improved? Five. he does Radio 5 politics yeah. does that, would that be improved if it was presented by the boss from Danger Mouse fuck yeah cutting two definitely cutting two reports from Danger Mouse and Penfold out in the field definitely of course it would yeah of course it would yeah but I mean I've, I've said for a long time now that instead of question time on a Thursday evening, the BBC should put on an hour of Looney Tunes cartoons because it would be much more enhancing for it the would nation. Be better as a for whole. the nation. The thing is, there was a time where um, Question Time was quite good because there, it was a there was a, it was a time of less division, conflict, anger, yeah. and and you know nastiness. And it was one moment in the week where people got to get things off their chest, and it was quite entertaining mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. And uh, and I used to like Dimbleby too. But actually, I mean, yeah, Fiona Bruce is perfectly good as well. It's not her fault that everyone who comes on it is fucking mental. mental. Do you know what I mean? I feel bad for her. She sat there thinking, fuck me. 
<laughs> what the oh, fuck? I got myself yeah. into it. Why? I've come from fucking. <laughs> I've come from fucking antiques roadshow. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean is as genteel as it gets. I'm in this fucking, fucking bear pit now. The fucking antiques roadshow was a wonderful job, and I, you know you don't realise what you've got till it's too late. Till it's right? gone. I was fucking funny <laughs> about fannying about at antiques fairs, right? Seeing people fucking. Hoping that their fucking water jog would sell for a million. <laughs> Outdoor in the sunshine, fella comes along with a china elephant. Uh, fella has a look at it, tell, tells him it's worth 400 quid. Now I'm Job done. stuck between a bunch of racist cunts and a bunch of fucking snowflakes, right? And I don't know who to <laughs> fuck it who pisses me off more. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. I mean, now. there was, there was the, uh, the viral clip that. On, on social media the other day of some bigoted woman which I pride myself on not having clicked on at all <laughs> I don't know anything she said I just saw yeah. hundreds and thousands of people getting apoplectic about it it's mm. not fucking worth it man do something else put your loony tunes on that, that is, and it, it cuts both ways doesn't it because I've always said about the the people who get annoyed by the so called woke snowflakey kind of things right I mm. just think do you know what don't worry yourself about it because it's a, mm. you know, that being there's a characterization of so called woke people where they're all extreme and it's like mm. fucking everything's offensive and every toy, any toilet that fucking is gender specific is like offensive or, or all this mad shit, right? That they like to pick up on, on Good Morning Britain and Piers Morgan all rant about, right? And that's fine, but it's not representative really of any significant fucking school of thought in society don't worry no you're not gonna i mean obviously these people are fucking over the top pricks a lot of the time right but you're not gonna fucking encounter many of them their voice isn't that loud in fact if anything by getting so wound up by them you're making their voice louder and it, it, it's both it, but it works both ways you know because the people on the liberal side get fucking apoplectic all i read liberal people doing online is getting enraged by things that people have said right yeah and i just think if you spent more time working out a plan for the fucking future right and how Mm -hmm. to make life better and how to understand people's lives and uh even even the opinions that you don't share you understand where they come from and try to find a way forward for all of us if you spend like like we are spend your time fucking time and energy doing that rather than just fucking getting really angry and starting petitions on Facebook to have some cunt sacked or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just like, yeah. it's a waste of fucking time. Both sides are fucking mad. All, they, all they're engaged in is a constant fight with no one looking fucking forward, like us. Always looking Bo- forward. Always seeing opportunities. Yeah. Exactly. Creating Both new sides. T-shirts, thinking of new items <laughs> for the show. <laughs> Both items, sorry, both sides furious with each other constantly. And there's you, furious with both sides. That's right. Above it all. All I'm, no, I am a important voice of reason, right? Britain's top journalist. And I'm trying to fucking reach out to both sets of cunts and go, do you know what? Stop fucking worrying so much about what the other side is saying and just try and think of some good ideas to bring us all together. Like you've had the Looney Tunes idea. That's a perfect example of the sort of shit people should be coming up with. Brilliant idea, isn't it? Yeah. Instead, people are just running around saying who's the most racist. It's boring. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Glad we got that sorted out. Mm. Um, Did you have a pleasant weekend? I know there was a family party. The family party went off pretty well, actually. 
Um, mm-hmm. I did my usual style that you'll remember from Christmas of going into a separate room and having a little uh, snooze. Removed yourself from the, the whole thing. I loaded up the snacks that I required. There was a table yep. of snacks. It was a tea party, so the food was really... It was great. Everyone brought Buffing. something. Yeah. There was scones with jam. There was also mm. cheese scones. There was a big bowl just full of bags of Walker's crisps of various flavours. You just take one. Ooh, you just take you just pick. take a bag and fuck off. The Walker's randomizer. Yeah. Oh no, they were just no. they were in the bags. They had not been thrown no, in together. Exactly, they're in oh, individual that would have bags. Been That's what's be- no, no. I prefer it this way. No one else's hands nah. has been on them. And what it meant for me with, with my mo, my family party mo, where I like to go into another room and try and catch some, catch a nap. It's great mm-hmm. because you can grab the bag, and or two bags if you want, and then just fuck off with them, which is harder to do yeah. when you've got loose crisps in a bowl. So uh, what else was there? There was, um, yeah, there was different sorts of cake mainly and, and a few savoury things. Anyway, I got my snacks together mm-hmm. and I just fucked off into the other room. I watched a bit of Sky Soccer Saturday and then I sort of fell off to sleep for a little while. So had you done a little bit of socialising first? A little bit of, you know... Not much. T- I mean, I greet, so said a load... Hi, how you doing? Small talk, that sort of thing. Said a load to me. No, that's what I was avoiding, was small talk. None of that at all. Not Just interested. hello to Dad. Not interested. Happy birthday to Dad. Kiss on the cheek and then upstairs. Happy birthday. Um, I think I asked him a couple of questions about life. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, What's it like to be 80? Yeah, that sort of stuff. What's the maddest thing you've seen? <laughs> <laughs> As if you'd never met him before. Yeah. What's the maddest thing you've seen in your eight years? Yeah, but the thing is about my dad, and I'm sure it's the same with a lot of dads, is that actually sometimes you haven't bothered asking them the basics. Do you know mm. what I mean? And you don't exactly. you don't think of that until they get quite old. And until you start thinking they might not be around much longer, then you start asking shit like this. Dad, what was the first time you saw spaghetti? And what the <laughs> fuck did you think when you saw it? Do you know what I mean? Like shit like that, like it's like historical investigation. You know Dad, where were you when the men landed on the moon? Yeah. Where were you watching it? Or like you can say, uh what what did it feel like when England didn't qualify for the nineteen seventy four World Cup, right? Mm. That's interesting. Right. That is, yeah. Or you yeah. or like I've said to my mum loads of times, what was the f- like, not loads of times, but I've asked her a lot of times about the first time she saw a particular food. So foods that we born in the seventies just took for yeah. granted, right, growing up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I go to her, like, what, what was the first time you saw Chinese food? And An she, Egg. She, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she's like, <laughs> fucking hell, yeah, I remember. And she'll name the Chinese restaurant. She's going, it was, like, insane. And, like, her <laughs> mum said, do not eat that food. Do not eat Chinese yeah. food. You'll, you'll get sick. It is really bad for you. Don't eat it. And so she, the first time she had it, my dad who was a bit more kind of... I mean, my dad was actually from a more working-class family than my mum, but he was rather more, uh, what do you call it, um, sort of metropolitan mm-hmm. in his tastes. So even though he's from the state and everything, he was one of these people who was very kind of into... Outward-looking. Yeah, yeah, he hung around the Soho coffee bars, didn't he, having cappuccinos and listening to jazz yeah, music. Well. He was into all that stuff. And so when he started dating my mum, he took her out to places like he took her for her first Italian meal and he took her for her first Chinese meal because these places were largely like in the West End of London but there'd be like one place you know yeah. and uh, my mum had to sort of lie to her mum 
who was very old school traditionalist. Ooh. You know, it's very like, what have you had? What, you ain't been up the Chinese, have you? That, the, that <laughs> Chinese muck, no. No, we went. You've been eating lasagna, have you? Yeah, we went. We went. I can, I can smell lasagna on your breath. We went to uh, we went to a lion's tea house and had a bun. I swear. <laughs> I still remember the first time we had Italian food, and it was spaghetti bolognese. I must have been about eleven. Yeah, and it was me. It was my mum and dad's um, friends who cooked us for, cooked us for us <laughs> when we went round. Oh my and god! I think they just deliberately wanted to just expand our horizons. Really? Because I'd just been brought up on on. Ultra Pasties. small C conservative food. The Dawsons yeah. are coming round. Let's egg, try and broaden their and, horizons. Egg and chips. Make some make some spag ball. See yeah. what they think of that. Game changer. Total game changer. Really? Did you like it straight oh, away? Oh god, yeah. Oh, I loved it, yeah. Yeah, I wanted more. Mm. Wanted the recipe. Yeah. Wouldn't give it to me. Nah. So that's <laughs> our family secret. I saw an yeah. amazing thing uh, that someone posted on Twitter. Um uh I think it was someone it was a celebrity or something, they said we have lived you know, this civilization has reached this far. We've landed men on the moon, etc., etc. And yet, we how is it that someone has only just invented spaghetti scissors? And there was this big fat cunt. Saw it, And yeah. he was eating spaghetti and just cutting the bits off that hang down yeah. constantly. And so each mouthful becomes easier because as the dish wears on, what you're left with is just cuttings. The trim, trimmings. Trimmings. Yeah. Trimmings. And then you, by the end, you can scoop it out with a spoon. And I always say the best food is food you can eat with a spoon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're into that then? I love you're spoon into the spaghetti eating. scissors. Yeah. Fuck it hell. I love it. And so essentially what you're creating is the same as what Heinz tin spaghetti is. Yeah, so short, shorter, isn't it? Yeah. Short bits that you can manage, like, or that, that a child yeah, can manage. Yeah, but if you think about it, mate, spaghetti, I like spaghetti, don't get me wrong, but the fact, the length of it is completely arbitrary that they've decided it should be that long, right? Yeah. And it's only novelty. Anyway, it's showing off. It's showing off, is what it's doing. I think spaghetti is Italian for long dinner. It is, yeah. So, uh, uh, spag meaning is. long, and yeah. getty meaning getty dinner. Means dinner. Yeah. yeah. But it's like all that twirling it around on a spoon, right? Which my mum, by the way, still thinks is pretentious showing off, right? Oh, man. So we, it's all part of the dance, we went, we went for noodles on Friday night, right? Uh, me, my mum and my daughter, we were in Wagamama. And mm. we got a pad thai. And we all did. And my mum made a really big deal out of the fact that me and my daughter ate it with chopsticks. Like, she just thought we were basically being cunts. Yeah, just showing off, mm. lording it over her. Yeah, and she makes a really big deal about asking for a fork, right? It's like, mum, fuck's sake, move with the times, it's 2020. Get your fucking chopsticks. Chopsticks, chopsticks are hard, though. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are hard. <laughs> I have to have the ones that are joined at the hip. Do you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now and again, I'll go for individual chopsticks, but it's not easy. It's frustrating, isn't it? On, the reason I was having noodles with my mum and my daughter was we went to the theatre, the local theatre, and we saw a, pl- oh. a play about... A local production a lo- by some players. Well, no, actually, I'm making it oh. sound much more small time than it was because when I say the local theatre, it was in Richmond-upon-Thames. Oh. So it's not my own town, but it's, like, near. And so, obviously, the theatre there is quite fancy. It's not big, but it's like... But this was actually a production of Noel Coward's Blythe Spirit, right? Right. And it was there just training up before it went to the West End, right? Right. 
and training up, training up. They do a sort of a, a they do a run at a local theatre before they hit the West End, and starring in it as the um, sort of clairvoyant, you know, ghost summoner, fucking mm-hmm. Jennifer Saunders. Wow! Yeah, proper star. So like we're talking like twenty quid, right? Because it's in yeah. a local theatre, but you get to see Jennifer Saunders, and the rest of the cast were great as well. But she was obviously. It's a funny play. It's written by Noel Coward. And she was obviously fucking hilarious. And better than all of it, obviously the main reason I was there, the whole thing is about ghosts. Well, there you go. It's fucking, it had the lot. It's just your, uh, right up your fucking street. It was bloody brilliant. I can recommend it. Apparently there's a film coming out of the same story. I don't know who's playing the Jennifer Saunders role. But yeah, it's a comedy play about ghosts, about a bloke. And he's married for the second time his first wife died right and so he's got this other wife and I'll get another wife I'll get another fucking wife I suppose I have to get another one now this one's <laughs> dead I'll deaden that it's like when a cat dies isn't it like you feel get bad about getting another cat I always felt guilty because we always did when we were kids whenever our cat died we'd go oh out of respect we shouldn't ever get another cat because that cat I loved it so much and then fucking sure two weeks later yeah two weeks later we got a kitten oh it's lovely and you've immediately forgotten the other cat that's lived with you for like 10 years uh so he gets this other wife and the and then jennifer saunders comes around because for a novelty they sort of like she's the local eccentric who reckons she speaks to ghosts they right. they get her around for a dinner party sort of entertain the guests she does it and next thing you know fucking he can't believe it he's been sort of taking the piss the bloke like ah this is all a bit of a laugh we've only got around it to laugh at her he's a writer mm. and he's doing it for research because he wants to write an, a novel about a charlatan like clairvoyant right but it backfires on the cunt doesn't it because it turns out she knows her stuff and next thing you know his first wife's back and he's living in the house with his new wife and his ex-wife one's a ghost one fucking isn't Fucking hell! Sounds like a sitcom. It's a great sitcom. It's, it plays it's pl- it, it plays out plot, yeah. like a sitcom because it's all in one yeah. house sort of thing. Right. Um, so there you go. If so, you're a fan of ghosts and if you're listening to this podcast, which is basically a ghost podcast, why wouldn't yeah, you be? It is now, yeah. Then uh, go and watch Blythe Spirit. Go along and have a look. Jalapeno. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Jalapeño. I had a theatrical um, 
incident last night. Well, you were performing on, in the theatre last night. I, I was, you? well, yeah, I was. I almost wasn't. I'm on the I'm on the road again doing doing three minute shows. We did Birmingham last night. Uh, Leeds tonight, Sheffield tomorrow. Both sold out. Don't try and come. Um, and uh, as I was driving down to Birmingham yesterday afternoon, I got stuck in a traffic jam which lasted about half an hour right on the year one yeah so I'm just sat in bad. stationary traffic did you need a, a wait message. did you need a wait at any point nah I was alright I was fine you know right. I can I can cope in that sort of situation right. uh, and I get a message from, from Bob Mortimer yeah my, my other podcast colleague yeah and he says um, I'm in a bit of shit here and he he sent me a picture of a tweet which said that the road that he was on the M40 because he was coming was up from the south and you were coming down coming from, from the, the north the south, yeah, yeah. His road was closed due to a major incident. Fuck. Um, and he was about an hour and forty away from the from the theatre at that point. Fuck. Um, and then it went on and it went on and it went on, and when the traffic cleared, it looked like he was going to get to the theatre fifteen minutes before the show started. Right. But that wasn't even guaranteed. No. So. And what happened I in the to, end? I had to go in there, set up all the sound cues and everything yeah. get everything ready for a show which might not have happened he what turned up th- he turned up three minutes before we were due on fucking hell and I had fucking literally shit myself well what was your plan did you have a plan did you tell the people at the venue what did they suggest I'd, I spent the time just fashioning like a, a little glove puppet yeah of Bob yeah um, I had his bit of script that I could have read from and I could have tried to do his voice I would have just gone out there and done it would you have done it as a one-person show? Done it myself, I would have had to. Nah, we, we, it was kind of all right because we knew we was going to get there, but we didn't know what time, but we would have just held it back a bit. But that we didn't know that till about 5.30. Wow. And we were due on at 7. It was just fucking... Nuts. And then, it, and then he didn't fucking get in touch to see he was on his way, where he was. Just burst through the door. <laughs> did that just annoy you, did it? Just burst through the door. Were you annoyed with him? has got a heart condition as well. What, nah, so you, you thought he died? Mm. From the stress? I thought he might have died on stage from the stress of it all, like yeah. Like done a Tommy Cooper. Yeah, exactly, or I might have. Well, when we do Walk the Dinosaur, I often feel like one of us is going to die. I often That's feel like I could die towards the end. We're not end. doing that again. No, we've, we've got... I've, I've, I've got I, keep, <clears> I keep having hearing other songs and thinking that'll be our next one. I mean, in touch, yeah. and then I'll just forget about them again. But I quite like the idea of a ballad, to be honest. Something I've just thought of one. I don't know whether to say it on the pod, on the podcast or not. Or say it and then on. get some reaction from the canters because we won't be doing it until the autumn anyway. Kenny Rogers, Dolly Parton, Islands in the Stream. De- perfect. I would, I would love to <laughs> do that with you. Islands in the Stream. That, that is, is what, what we are. are. Na, na, no na, one in between. How da, can we go da, da, wrong? Da, Sail away with me to another place. From one moment to another. We do emotionally, mentally, do. and yeah. in, way, in ways I'm not prepared to go into, also physically. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say we have we a have physical reliance on each other, which is yeah. a system that we've got that we are both consenting. We we're both yeah, consenting we're part of, with. right? But it, it's, evo- it's ever evolving, isn't it? Let's just say there is a physical dynamic that exists, which now yeah. our lives depend on. Pretty much, yeah. We could, we're, we're forever entwined, aren't yeah. we? So, like a marriage, but not. So Leeds tonight, eh? You're, so you're in Birmingham now, and you're heading off to Leeds after this. Leeds tonight. Apparently, there's like snow and shit out there, so I don't know how long it'll take to get there, but I'll have a go. 
Try and get there what? five hours we before We did a home. great show in Leeds, didn't we? It was one of our best ever, that. We did a fantastic show in Leeds. In Leeds. Great yeah. crowd. Uh, but then it was topped by Nottingham the night after. It, well, yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to say that because I felt bad on the Leeds people because I didn't think it could be topped and then Nottingham topped it. No, fuck it. They need to know. They try harder next time. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, look forward to hearing your report on that tomorrow on tonight's show yeah. in Leeds. And, and <clears> what hotel are bit. you staying at in Leeds tonight? Oh, you probably don't oh, want to say. Oh, I'm not going to tell you that. <laughs> But, of course not. But the rig you had, not you're not particularly all. happy with the rig you stayed in in well, Birmingham last night. I can see a bit of it behind you. I'm not impressed by the art yeah. on the wall. No, I'm in the Holiday Inn. It's uh, it's very near the venue. I just went on where's my nearest rig.com mm. and put in the theatre and then chose this place. It's 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 one of the ones that needs a little bit of a spruce up. Let's just say that. It's a little bit uh, weathered. Warm. The thing is, the bar's been... As we have found with our adventures in hotels, mid, I would say mid to low price hotels around the country, travelling businessmen hotels, right? Which is yes. where we say the bar has been raised so much, mm. and you can't afford if your holiday, if you're Sir John Holiday Inn listening to this, you cannot afford to have worn hotels because gone are the days where you were considered <clears throat> the go-to for someone seeking mm. a decent but moderately priced, reasonably priced. Uh, yeah. Travelling Salesman Hotel because not only a Premier Inn absolutely fucking smashed it with the soft purple Pre- lighting. Premier Inn is snapping at the heels of Sir John Holiday Inn. Sir John Premier Inn has got everything right. They've invested yeah. in these places. They got Lenny Henry doing the ads. <laughs> was that him or not? I don't know. That was him. That was him. Yeah. 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 They had Premier Inn. They had Lenny Henry, and the, they have the best matches. In fact, I believe you've bought a Premier Inn mattress. Mm-hmm. No. I thought you... Im- I bought some pillows. I bought oh, some premium You did pillows. investigate the mattress, though, didn't you? Didn't you? I did look yeah. into the, You can't so can buy the I've seen other people know. on Twitter, celebrities, but I'm not sure if they've been paid to say it, going, oh, I'm buying, oh, a, right, I'm yeah. buying a fucking premiere in mattress. Right? They have incredible mattresses. And by the way, listeners, we haven't been paid. This is genuinely what we feel. And This the, is reportage. The, the, master, the master stroke is the soft purple lighting. Because they've got this soft purple lighting that um, radiates from unusual parts of the room. And mm. even if the rest of the room was totally shit, it kind of makes it feel sophisticated. So mm. they've done a good job. And then you've got the yo- the Yotel that I stayed in Edinburgh, fucking 50 quid or something, absolute knockout. Felt like I was in a Stanley Kubrick film, right? <laughs> we got the, the fucking Zip. What was that? Premier in Zip, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Cardiff, wasn't Cardiff. it? Cardiff, yeah, uh, thirty quid or something. That was. It was fucking unbelievable. Brilliant. So what we're saying is, up your fucking game, right? Because even even the travel lodge, you, yeah. you've got to be careful what you do with the travel. If you get one of the new ones, one of the refurbished really ones, they're fucking great as well. Yeah. yeah. So I ended up last night after the show, sat in my room with a pint that I bought in the bar and brought in my room oh, and lovely. a bowl of nuts that I was given oh. complimentary nuts. And Friend. I sat and I watched. Yeah, hang on. Now so there are any... there are more ticks because you won't get free nuts in a Premier Inn. You won't. That's true. I said, have you got any um, crisps or nuts? <laughs> you got I any free nuts? Free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what have you got that's free? <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm happy. I'm happy to buy the pint. No problem there. <laughs> what I'm saying is, have you got anything you can give me like, on the side? Crackers, nuts, olives, crackers. Some people have little plastics, plas- plastic sachets with two crackers in. You got any of them? Well. Do you have one of them little kits you give to the kiddies with a colouring in page and some jelly tots? I'll have one of them if you've got them. Not fussed. Anything. Literally anything you've got going, I'll have it. 
So I got some free nuts and I was sat in my room on my bed with a pint watching the Tyson Fury fight online. Oh, Did you, you stayed up and watched it live? No, this no, no, this was the night after. Oh yeah. I st- I watched it first thing when I woke up in the morning. I managed to get it on YouTube hell. and watched it in bed. And it was he fucking did a job on him, amazing. He? <laughs> he beat him up, hell. mate. He did. He did. But the thing is, we should have had money on it. Because I don't know if you did. <laughs> I meant to, and then for some reason I didn't, right? Because someone had said to me, the best money is on him knocking him out, stopping him, because no one expects him to win like that. They think if he wins, he'll win it on points, right? But mm. Tyson Fury himself had said, and it was and it was obvious, he goes, I fought you, right, when I had not trained... I was underweight, right? I was, mm. I, you know, he said, my shoulders were like fucking coat hangers. My my mental state was still not the best. He went, I was weak, right? He goes, I was the weakest I've almost ever been. And I outfought you across the 12 rounds. And even when you knocked me down, one of the best punches you've ever thrown, I still fucking got <laughs> up and finished the fight on top, right? Yeah. So how do you think you can possibly beat me when I have been training right with a new more professional coach right and and I'm re- and I'm fitter than I've ever been and then you think yeah actually it's almost defies all logic that Wilder could beat him i know it's easy to say this in hindsight but he just absolutely beat him up he totally called it it was it was like the kind of a beating you would see behind a nightclub <laughs> <laughs> he smashed his fucking ear in yeah smashed his ear i fucking smash you in the ear like what's his name Sykes does to the shark punch him in the fucking ear roll you won't hear from him again that was probably his trained his his, uh, inspiration for Tyson Fury Paul Sykes documentary Tyson Fury is like a national treasure now in my opinion yeah because Mm. and and also when a few quite a few years ago when he I think when he beat Klitschko and then he was supposed to be nominated for Sports Personality of the Year which as we know is an absurd fucking Thing anyway, yeah, right? Travesty. Yeah. But there was a lot of campaigning against him because he had said some things that were deemed to be homophobic, right? Yeah. And yeah, we started the podcast over me going, Oh god, everyone gets so offended by everything. And I was one of those cunts because I didn't know enough about him at the time and I had this I you know, I, I kind of was aware of him, but I just thought he was an idiot like thug. Mm-hmm. And it was completely prejudiced because it was partly what he looked like, right? And then mm. and then I hear these homophobic things. And I think, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. And when we were doing the much-lamented satirical news show, Sam Delaney's news thing, I remember I, I, did a, I did a monologue, right, where I kind of... It was because that was a big story that week. Should he be Sports Personality of the Year or should he be disqualified for his opinions? And I was sort of going... I, I was going, oh, yeah, you know, he's, he shouldn't you know I, I can't remember what I said but I, I remember criticising him right mm. and I look back and since then I've read his book I've learned a lot more about him I've watched more of his fights and realised those things first of all is by no means a thug boxer he is an he's a fucking artist right I mean yeah. uh, twice the boxer Wilder is and probably three times Anthony Joshua as well right he, yeah. but because of the way he looks because he's kind of isn't even his physique isn't that of a like a trained athlete because he's presumably just genetically different because he's certainly fucking fit kind of wrote him off right and that was my prejudice but the other thing about him is yeah he did say regrettable things but you've got to put them in the context of his background right he left school when he was 10 right because he's from the traveller community and that's normal in the traveller community to leave school that young right even though he's mm-hmm. quite a bright kid 
he went to hell and back, right? He, he tried to commit suicide and failed. And then he came all the way back, right, to be world champion, right? At, and he overcame all of those demons. But he's devoted all of his time outside of the ring to campaigning for mental health, to help people yeah. who hit the same rock yeah. bottom as him. And not only that, and now he's a model to all of us, right? You think, well, however low you've been, look what you can achieve, right? And and then on top of that, he gave all uh, he gave his purse from one of his previous fights, right? The whole thing he fucking handed to a homeless charity. Not a bit of it, mate. Every penny. I think it might have Didn't even been his that. last fight. Yeah, because it's not exactly something that has been hugely publicised. But his other main thing is the homeless. He's obsessed with the homeless, right? right? And he's just fucking thrown... Lo- he gave. He won all... However much they get. I mean, they get 10 million quid or something for a fight, don't they? These mm. days. Just gave the lot. Didn't fuck about and say, here's some fucking of it. Went, there, there you go, cunts. Have the fucking lot. <laughs> get yourself some nice cunts. So I think whatever he said or did in the past, I think we should always celebrate redemption. Almost just above got, exactly, everything yeah, else. It's got to be redemption. Yeah, There's always, and you've got to celebrate redemption because if not, what hope are you giving to anyone out there, yeah. right? And especially people who harbour opinions that you don't agree with, right? You've got to encourage them to reform. And if you see people who have done so, that's great. And I think the cunt's a fucking national treasure now, isn't it? Pretty much. If he can keep a lid on the on the uh, homophobic stuff, yeah. then he's sort of, doesn't he? He's up there with Mary Berry, isn't he? <laughs> I've just looked it up, yeah. He donated seven million quid from the uh, from the last Deontay Wilder fight oh, charity. Yeah, there you go. Seven million quid. So he gave it to UK charities to build homes for alcohol and drug addicts. Fucking hell! And the other thing, the other thing he does is he loves to sing, doesn't he? So he sung American Pie. He sang in American full. Pie, didn't yeah, he? yeah. And, <laughs> and at the last fight, I think it was when he beat when it, no when he beat Klitschko when he first got there. He sung that Aerosmith song to his wife in the ring. Don't wanna go yeah. to sleep. Don't wanna close my eyes because I miss you, baby. And I don't wanna miss a thing. And she just stood there and loved it. She didn't even get embarrassed. My wife would fucking knock me out if I started doing that yeah. in public. <laughs> But yeah, it was an incredible fight. I just could not believe what I was seeing. He did. He just he beat. He duffed him up. He duffed him up. That's probably the best word for That's it. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah, duffed him right up. Yeah, and now he just can't wait. Now everyone's sort of the, the nation's caught the fucking bug again for heavyweight boxing, and yeah. and now there might be another fight between them, which I'm less interested in, to be honest, because I think I think it's that done, isn't it? It's done, and Fury was so superior <clears throat> to him. You sort of think. Barring like Fury just going mad and not training properly, it'll just be the same all over again. What the world wants to see now is Fury versus Anthony Joshua. Yeah, well, I don't know if Anthony Joshua wants to see that. No, well, I think he will. He will will for the money. But the thing is, that could be that could be the end of him. I think it would be. Yeah, I think. uh, I mean, the thing is, as as long as you are champion and you hold this belt, then all of the other money comes in. Like, you know, Anthony Joshua in particular, he's the darling of the media, isn't he? Because he's so handsome and he's got a nice personality yeah. and stuff. So Sky love him. And he keeps getting all these commercial endorsement deals and stuff like that. As soon as he gets in a ring with Fury and Fury beats him up, which he probably will, that's it then. It's all gone, isn't it? Because you're just like, yeah, suddenly you're not it. this pride and joy golden boy anymore. You're like, oh, he's that guy who briefly was champion, but then turned out to be not as good as we thought. And you probably get Fury walking away after that as well, because to be fair, 
there's not a lot out there in the heavyweight no, division. Apparently, the there's a, there's they're, a, make, they're making a, a lot. They're making a little go quite a long way at the minute. There's, no, there's a young lad from uh, South London, and I can't remember his name, but he is. Um, he's supposed to be better than all of them, according. I mean, right. this was just told to me by someone in in the know. Um, I'm just going to try and find his name. Uh, and this this was Cas Pennant told me because he's very plugged right. into the boxing world, and he's good mates. Yeah. His best mate is Frank Bruno, and he said, um, he said that Bruno rates him as like the be- right. the, the the champion waiting, and they're holding okay. him back because the way that promoters work is at the moment it suits them to have these three high-profile heavyweights all fighting it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're playing out a, yeah, they're playing out a, a plot, aren't exactly. they? Exactly. Don't introduce the new boy until it's time. So like you say, mm. once once um, he's he's knocked them out, once he's... Oh, that's it. Dan, Daniel Dubois. <coughs> right. Daniel okay. Dubois, Daniel Dubois, whatever you want to call it. He's, he's young. He was only born in 97. Um... And he's British Commonwealth WBC Silver and WBO International Heavyweight titles. Known for his punching power and holds a 92.9% knockout to win ratio. Anyway, apparently he's the guy. And he'll be held back until Fury's done wilder again, maybe. Then he's dealt with Joshua. And then this guy will enter the whole equation. And he'll be the next one. So it's exciting. Start putting money on him now then. Right, uh, that's it, Sam. I'll quickly just, just go over the uh, predictions. This We've done a lot of boxing, boxing this week. We've done yeah, boxing like spin-off sport, then. It? Yeah. It's like talk sport. Now, should we do a quirky um, story about a cricket team who've um, <laughs> uh, who've adopted a family of ducks next? On a bad... <laughs> Why not? On eh? a bad yeah. crackly phone line. Yeah. <laughs> quickly, predictions. Uh, I got five. You got four. Results spot got eight. Can't. Results, but predicted Wigan one Millwall nil. Fuck. So even he though predicted his own, his own team fucking lost. team losing the cunt. They could do anything else. He's programmed. No, he? I know. Six points still, for it. Fuck, you know, he's benefited from that. So where does that leave the table then? That means I'm 128. You're 121. Results, but is creeping up on 108. Got to keep an eye on him. Yeah. Good. So Never there take it is. An and of course, Liverpool West Ham is tonight. We've both said two 0 Liverpool. Result spot says one 0 Liverpool. Mm. So he could get even closer tonight. Mm. Who I, knows? I hope he's right. I'll be I'll be celebrating a one 0 oh, defeat a one like nil. we'd won the league, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's it. We'll be back tomorrow with mailbag. Yeah. Until then, thanks everyone for listening. County lads and lasses. Bye. Fuck off. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.